Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. Again, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're going to get started again in uh, the book of Hebrews. We're talking about uh, missionaries. We're talking about persecution. We're talking about spiritual maturity. But my subtopic in this Bible says spiritual immaturity. So God's telling us through his word that he doesn't want us to stay immature. And we know us as adult parents who have children, you know, eventually we want them to grow up and increase in knowledge. We don't want them to stay in kindergarten their whole life, especially at 12. Fact, we want them to move in, on. In fact, your parents might have at some point in your life said, grow up. Right, right, right. <laughs> grow up. Yeah. Sometimes we tell adults that grow up. And God's saying that. That's basically what he's saying here. Prayer phrase, grow up. But look what he says here. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. For by this time, you ought to be teachers. You need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have become have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he or she is a baby. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And again, there's a lot of revelation in that. You know, that. I really like the last part there. When there's a lot of revelation says, in that. The mature who by constant use yeah. have trained themselves. Yours talks about use. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't get mature without constant use. Right. You, you by don't build hand. any muscle without constant use. Mm -hmm. And so we're not ever going to become a spiritual mature, as he's talking about here, without constant use well, of the scripture. Well, well, that goes back to what the scripture says in James. Don't be just a hearer of the word only, deceiving yourself, but be a hearer and a doer. It says if you're a hearer and a doer, you'll be blessed in what you do. That's back to that constant use. Do what you've been hearing. If it's at this age, little kids, back to, I can't get away from the little kids. We tell them to practice their name, saying it. Then they get to kindergarten, I think, or first grade. They start having them to practice writing their name. They might write that name 100 times. But by the time they get to second grade, they got it down packed. They know how to say their name, they, and they'll tell you, I'm free. That means I'm three. <laughs> I'm free. They learn, the, they learn stuff. Well, just like us, we're born again. We've been born again. Now, we got to learn things about the kingdom of God. We got to learn about this new creature that we have become. We've been redeemed, reconciled, and restored to God. 
old things are past, behold, all things are going to do. We got to be now. There's another scripture that goes with this one. And I'm going to reference that one real quick in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1. I'm going to start off with verse 1. It says, therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and evil speaking. Evil speaking is speaking contrary to the will or word of God. Look at verse 2. As newborn babies desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow by. Hmm. So, okay, when I'm a baby, I got to start drinking the milk of the word of God because that's what's going to make me grow. But we know in the natural, you don't keep a baby on milk till they're five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, a bottle. You know, you start giving them some solid food. And that's what he's saying he wants us to be as we start maturing, start now partaking of solid food. Let's get away from the elementary principles. Let's, let's grow up a little, grow up. And in Col Colossians chapter 2, it tells us to be filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will and all wisdom and understanding. And in Ephesians chapter 4, I believe, he says, understand what the will of the Lord is. God's constantly trying to get us up to where he was. And again, Jesus was the example. Jesus, when he was 12, we know where he was when he was 12 because he said he was studying the scriptures, studying about who he was. <laughs> and then as he matured, the scripture says he, as he matured, he grew in stature and with favor with God and men. So he grew up until at 33. Remember, we know the first miracle. He was at a wedding and, you know, they ran out of wine. And that's when he, he said, my timing came. But when the time came, he started demonstrating who he was. And that God's saying that with us. Okay, as you start growing and learning who you are, now it's time to step out. Jesus stepped out at that wedding. <laughs> he stepped out majorly. It didn't make sense either to some religious people. Why would he step out and turn the water into wine? Well, that's the wisdom of God. He didn't, I'm pretty sure Jesus didn't question. He just did, because he always said, I only do what the Father tells me to do. So he had understanding. So God desires us to increase and grow up. We got to grow up. Well, you go back to that child at home. If you ever went to your friend's house and their 12-year-old son or daughter was laying in a crib in a diaper, sucking a bottle, you would say something something's wrong with that. Wrong. <laughs> something's wrong with this picture. Something's wrong here, you know. This is this we got to do something's got to be done. This is abnormal. Right. This is dysfunctional. This isn't right. Right. <laughs> Just ain't right. Well, Unfortunately, there are a lot of Christians that are around for 12 years that don't know any more than they did the very first day they got saved. They know John 3, 16. That's it. If that's they know that. Verse. If they remember that. That's a tremendous verse. The whole gospel is pretty much contained in it. But we we got to know more. We got to be willing to grow in the knowledge of the Lord. We got to grow in the knowledge of the word and not just think, well, I'm 12. I'm still in the crib. I'm still in a diaper but, sucking but a bottle. This one gets me, Richard. Right. And, and I talk to people like that, Christians like that. And I'll say a part of a scripture, and I'm thinking that they're going to finish it up because they've been they already bragged on how long they've been saved. So with that, I I want to I want to I want to talk spiritual talk with you since you, we're on the same level. We've been saved the same amount of years, or you claim you've been saved 15 longer than I have. So I, I'm talking about the word with you, and I find out they don't even know it. And they're like, "No, I don't know that." And I'm like, "Wow, why are you bragging about it?" But here's the thing, though. I'm finding out these same ones, they know they have a lot of dark knowledge. They can tell you the latest gossip. They can tell you about politics. They can tell you all this other stuff, but they can't tell you about the kingdom that they've been translated into. They can't tell you about nothing about the things of God, but they know about all this other stuff. 
So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're going (laughs) to learn some stuff. You're going to learn every day. It's what you choose to learn of. What you're going to eat every day is... It just matters what you choose to eat. Right. See, we're gonna we're gonna eat food, yeah. and then we're gonna eat knowledge. And where are we gonna get that knowledge from? What, yeah, where are we gonna eat it, it from? We're gonna eat it from the TV. We're gonna eat it while we're watching TMZ. We're gonna eat it while well, we're watching the scripture the relates it to this. Are you gonna eat the world's from the world's knowledge or from kingdom of God knowledge? Remember, he says we're in the world, but not of the world. He says, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Well, whatever you feed on the most is what's going to conform you. So if we feed on the word of God, well, we're going to move that direction. If you feed on the things of the world, you're going to move that direction. And the scripture says, friendship with the world is in to be with God. He said, yeah, you're in here, but that's not you anymore. This is who you are now. Grow up and start acting like who you are. Right. How many Christians do you know? that are men that couldn't really tell you much of what the Bible says, but boy, they sure know who's playing on what sports team, which team they'll give you stats and everything. Or women that don't know really what's going on, what the Bible has to say, but boy, they can tell you who's dating who or whatever. I got relatives like that. I go to their house. They'll tell me all the gossip on all the celebrities, but but, but sick and broken, tore down, and can't tell me no scripture about healing. And I'm like, wow. But I'm just seeing what the scripture says. It's just true in their life. They're on milk. They, they broke down and tore up, and they'll tell you about every celebrity's gossip. They know it all. They study it. It's on their television all there. They're feeding on that all day, and they'll tell you about any celebrity. But when it comes to telling you about loving one another and what the word of God says, they don't have well, Because that doesn't interest them. They're not interested in that. And remember... Whatever. Well, see, it's because it's far off somewhere. The stars and all that's right there, right there, and they can see all that. Talk about spiritual stuff. That's way. That's off in heaven somewhere, way far away. You know, people forget that the kingdom of God is within you, that the Holy Spirit lives in you. But see, those stars can't help them though. Well, Only I'm Jesus not Christ can help you. I'm, I'm just not saying. Advocating for it. But, I'm but, just telling you why it's but, so but, easy for I'm people. I'm saying that they have problems. That only God through his word can solve, and they're focused over here. Clearly. That can't help you. Clearly. And whatever see, you see, those other things are easier. Because you know they don't you, profit you, you, you anything. Jesus said, What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and loses his soul? Or know everything the Kardashians are doing. But lose their soul, and that's basically what it equates to. Why would you and, and you're saying praise the Lord? I'm blessed. You're claiming you're a Christian, but you don't have the knowledge of God. Paul talked about it in uh, Romans chapter one. He says, you being ignorant of God's righteousness and going try to establish your own righteousness. You have not submitted to the righteousness of God. So it says, first he said, you have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. And a lot of people do. They have a zeal for God. They say, oh, I love the Lord, but they don't have any knowledge of the Lord. They have a head, a mental ascent. It's not a heart knowledge. Yeah, you can have a mental ascent or something, but not a knowing. Well, knowing Jesus, comes out of your spirit. Right. Jesus said, you know, many of you are going to say, Lord, Lord, but I'm going to say, depart from you because right. I never knew you. I never knew you. And he wants to know you intimately. And he wants to know that you know him intimately. And he says him and his word are one. That's why Jesus kept on saying, man should not. He said, it is written, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word. That tells me God wants me to know his word. He wants to, he says, be filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will and all wisdom, spiritual understanding. God in his will 
His word and his will are one. And God wants us to know that because that's what he watches over. And I don't say just quote scripture verbatim, but speak in line with the will of God. Let your speech. The Bible talks about your speech. Let your speech be in line with the will of God. Don't speak curses over your life. Speak blessing. See, both of my daughters are teachers, school teachers. And what students don't understand, I probably didn't anymore when I was a kid than they do now. It's like when you're in first grade or second grade or fourth grade, whatever grade you're in, the curriculum is designed for you to learn it. They, they know what a person of that age should be able to learn, at least the majority of them. And so they gear the curriculum so that you can learn that. So like in first grade, as we were talking before, you learn how to write your name. You know, they don't wait till you're in 12th grade to teach you how to write your name. You better be a lot farther along than that. But they gear each one. So like when you're in first and second grade, maybe you're talking about one plus one, two plus two, all those kind of things. And then every age, the curriculum is set for what they know a person of that age can learn. So it's all designed for you to learn. And the teacher's goal is to help you to learn. They don't want to keep it a secret from you. They don't want to try and trick you. They don't want you to be done and not know what you learned. The, the whole thing is geared so that you can learn it. The word of God is the same way. We are to be conformed to the likeness of Christ. God did not sit back and then say, all right, Pastor Vince, I want you to be conformed to the likeness of Christ. Figure out that all on your own. Try to do the best you can. He has geared it so that we can now learn so that we can actually do that, that we can be conformed to the likeness of Christ so that it's not as if we're trying to do it on our own or, or he's not there to help us or anything else. He has taught us and given us his words so that we would be able to be conformed to the likeness of his son. The same way in school, they design it so you can learn what it is that you're supposed to learn. And, and you know what? Here's another thing. You know, I know I know I talk about it all the time as a pastor. When you get born again, God's your spirit is awakened and alive to God. And he refers to it as the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, you know, when he ascended, the Holy Spirit will come and be with you. And he's going to teach you all things. So he's going to assist you. He's your personal assistant. He's going to reveal to you the deep things of God. So you have, again, God's goal is that you get the understanding. His goal is not to keep you in the, dark. In the dark. So right. he tells that he reveals this to us in Corinthians. And I'm going to I'm going to start at uh, Corinthians second. First Corinthians chapter two, verse seven. It says, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Which none of the rulers have of this age knew for had they known they would not crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor has entered in the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. He's already prepared some things for those who love. Look, verse 10 it says, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. See, God says, I've given you my spirit. I place my spirit in you. 
Remember, over in Joel, I pour out my spirit on all flesh. So God's given us the ability to get understanding from him through his spirit that dwells in us. And we have to always, again, we talk about it on this broadcast, acknowledging the Holy Spirit, the greater one that lives in you. He's the teacher. He's the tutorer. He's going to reveal to you the mysteries of the kingdom of God. He's going to teach you, help teach you. Yes, God's going to use the fivefold ministry. But because you got the Holy Spirit in you, you have ability to connect with God. You have the ability to use God's ability. And he wants you to learn. Yeah, he, he wants, wants you to know. to teach you. He Cause, wants cause he, you well, to Because he has a plan and a purpose for your life. Right. But I mean, too many Christians live as if they think God wants them to be in the dark, that God doesn't want them to learn, that God doesn't want them to know, that what, somehow what, what, it's too great a mystery for them to know. God actually wants you to know. And they even say that, you know, God moves in mysterious ways. Yeah, for those who are outside the covenant, but for us who know, we just read it in Corinthians. He wants to reveal the deep things to us by his spirit. And here's the thing about the word spirit. Jesus said in John 6, 63. It's the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So I can equate the spirit with the word of God. Because he said the words that I speak are spirit and they are life. So he said, I'm going I'm to give it to you in my word. It's it's. Really, all still goes back to the word of God. John chapter one. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. It is. It goes back to God's word. That's why Satan tries to keep people from studying the word of God. He'd rather have you in front of the idiot box, the TV, watching television instead of studying the word of God. See, that's all he has to do with Christians. Yeah. Convince them to go over there and watch TV. Yeah. He does that with me, too, at night. I come home, but I meditate. I know how to meditate and still get revelation out of the word, but... I come home at night, he'll try to tell you, hey, watch your favorite shows. And then I got all these books. I'm 10 books behind on reading. <laughs> I can easily grab one of those spiritual books and read something. Well, I can watch TV. Again, the choice is mine. God doesn't make you do anything. See, and and we're once again not telling everybody, go home, unplug your TV, and throw it in the no, river. No, 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 because it happens with all of at us. At the same time... We need to look at ourselves. It's That's called what balance. I was saying yesterday. Balance. You need to ask God to help you look at yourself. Where am I? Not is my neighbor watching too much TV or is somebody else I know watching too much TV? But am I doing what God wants me to be doing? And here's the thing with watching TV. Now we know with satellite and cable and all that, there's a lot of Christian programming. Again, I like to use the word programming because that's what's going to it's going to program you. To be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You're going to get reprogrammed. You can watch. If you like watching TV. I like watching TV. I'll watch TBN. I'll watch the Word Network. I'll watch the Church Channel. I'll watch Christian programming to just reinforce what I already understand from the scriptures. Because there's nothing wrong with a good visual. Nothing like a good visual to go with the stories you've heard. And, you know, of course, man is going to always add some more stuff to it. I was watching Noah last night. And they showed a part where Noah slipped and fell and his foot got stuck in a bucket and he slid down and hit his son in the head with the bucket i'm like now how do they know all that <laughs> but, but it was you got to add some dramatics to the to the filming but but it was, i learned a lot about all the animals going in i got to see all of that so and i i rather enjoyed it and seeing what's amazing is how the things that we think about all day and look at all day that's what's going to influence our thinking Mm -hmm. No matter how you slice it, the stuff that you put into your head, allow into your head all day long, that's going to influence your thinking. That's what's going to 
be the backbone of all the kind of thoughts that you have. And I'm going to say something. I'm going to keep reading in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 because as I was reading, watching Noah last night, something just was highlighted. Look what it says uh, back to verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 12. It says, Now we receive the Spirit. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit or the Word who is from God, that we might know the things that God has freely given to us. These things we also speak. Not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things to spiritual things. It says, but the natural man does not receive the things of God, for they are foolishness to him. And as I was watching Noah last night, everybody in his community was laughing at him while he was building the ark. Because it had never rained. Of course, it had never flooded. But I mean, Noah heard from the Lord, and God gave him some specifics on how to build this ark. Because nobody never built an ark before. It wasn't no ark building factories around there. So Noah and his family built this ark. And everybody, they showed, the, you know, the visual of the whole town just laughing at them, clowning them, saying, ah, calling them all kind of names. Noah just kept on <laughs> building away. And he was, he was stating the specifics of the measurements because God was giving him precise measurements. And he was doing it yeah, precisely. Yeah, leave it up to chance. No, no. He, but they were laughing at him. Build a big boat, Noah. Yeah. But, but when the flood came, they wasn't laughing at Noah anymore. So God will tell you to do something that probably doesn't make sense a lot of because it makes faith. And our job is just to act on it. So when he tells us in his word in Timothy, I believe, study to show yourself approved, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Well, I believe you need to do that. Study to show yourself approved. Back to the in the natural with kindergarten, elementary school, high school, you have to still study to show yourself approved in order to get to the next grade. You got to. It's just like spiritual maturity, too. You have to study to get yourself to the study, show yourself approved to get to the next level. Because this is what I understand as being a Christian, because we switch sides, bigger levels, bigger devils. So you're going to have to be grounded and rooted in the truth in order to withstand. Well, he tells us that in tell, Ephesians. You're trying to tell me that just when you become Back a Christian, person. the devil don't give it up? No, I no, he's really happy. The devil just threw up sands and said, okay, lost that one. Lost that one, no, no. no. Well, no well, this is one of the issues that we want to talk about a little bit is persecution. Right, right, right. It's because we, this is why we suffer persecution because the devil, he doesn't just give it up. He doesn't just say, okay, I lost that one. He then comes, he redoubles his efforts in many ways. Now, Greater is he that is in me that is in the world, so I don't have to run scared of the devil. But if but you we don't need to know, know that. Well, we need to know we don't need to run scared of him. But we also need to realize that he's probably going to attack us, that he's going to do his best. You know, probably. He, he, that he's going <laughs> to attack us and that we need to be ready for that, not to be timid. freaked out or anything when that Fearful. happens. You know, because sometimes it happens to people and it just freaks them out so bad that it's like, Wow, I didn't know that was going to happen, and so maybe I'd have quit. Uh, wow, you know, when why we, me? We started this broadcast, and I think some of our listeners might remember this. Not very long after, a bunch of stuff happened in our life, my family's life. And finally, one of my daughters said, you know, Dad, this all started to happen about the time that you and Vince started doing that show. And it dawned on me that it had. I had one family member who said to me, does that mean you're going to quit the show? <laughs> you know, you should quit the show then. And my daughter said, no way. You need to do the show double what you're doing now. And that's the way we need to see it. See, if we 
if we don't know that greater is he, is he that is in me than is in the world, when that persecution comes, when those things come, those attacks come, then we're tempted to quit. We're tempted to give up. We're tempted to say, oh, this is too scary. This is too much. And so we have got to get to the place in our life where we know that he's coming, the devil's coming, but God is so much more powerful than him that we don't have to live in any sort of fear. Again, back to studying to show yourself approved. And as you're studying, you got to start believing what you're receiving. Believe and receive, and you will achieve. But you have to do that because, you know, it tells us in Ephesians, keep on the whole armor of God. I've been around Christians. They like, what armor? I got, I, I got some armor with this deal. <laughs> yeah, it's spiritual armor. And a lot of people don't even know what it is. It starts off with the helmet of salvation, meaning that's having that sound mind, knowing who you are. You know, you got a breastplate of righteousness. Ooh, that's interesting. You got a, a sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You got a shield called the shield of faith. You got a belt girded around you called the truth. <laughs> the truth is wrapped around you. And you got your feet shrouded in the preparation of the gospel, meaning you can stand. And a lot of people don't understand that. Again, they don't know how to war in the spirit. And again, there's a spirit realm out there. And uh, we're, uh, we're, we're enemies of Satan. Well, see, way too many people think of people as the enemy. You know, that's why Paul has to remind us that we don't battle against flesh and blood. Too many people see other people as the enemy. And that person can be somebody in the pew next to you in church where where they have a different idea about something than you. So you think they're the enemy and we got to overcome them. We, we that like can be to, anybody. Again, and again, if you don't study to show yourself approved, you wouldn't understand that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Right. And you wouldn't even know what that meant, which means people aren't your problem. Right. The, those people in your life aren't the enemy. Right. We can think they are. Mm -hmm. Those uh, Democrats, if we're a Republican, those Republicans, if we're a Democrat, all those kind of those divisions that we have. And so we start to see the people who aren't like us as the enemy. Right. And we need and, to realize and, and, they're not the enemy. And, and, and knowing how the enemy works, because he wants you to believe that, that those people are your problem. Right. Because if I if I can be convinced that my neighbor is my enemy, well, I'm never going to go witness to them. Right. I'm never going to go talk to them about Jesus because mm -hmm. they're the enemy. Right. They don't even deserve to know him. Or, or my brother in Christ, just because he uh, voted another way. And that's going to do it for this segment of Faith on Fire. Uh, we just pray that as you go through this week that you walk by faith and not by sight. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.